Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hey there, and welcome to your Utah. This is Taylor Powers here with Ethan Miller, bringing you all things on the Wasatch Front. Today we got an episode that is going to bring you Utah, quintessential Utah. Yes. We're going to talk about the national uh, national monuments, national parks, and and why you should go visit them, especially right now in the heat of kind of politics. Yeah. Uh, and then also if you need a reason to go out there, if you want to tie in maybe a trip, uh, Utah Symphony is doing something very cool at the end of summer. So we're going to talk about that as well. It's also totally free. Yes. So yeah. that's that's always a bonus. That's mm-hmm. always a bonus. But let's talk a little bit about the National Monuments, Taylor, because they are super controversial right now. Mm-hmm. National Monuments are established by the President of the United States. They've been doing this for generations. Uh, here in Utah, we have several. We have several great ones. Yeah. But they are also under review. Now, whatever your politics are, these are still impressive places to visit. Now, there's a, a real interesting article at KSL.com, and uh, they kind of outline a bunch of those, all the national monuments and why you ought to go and visit. There are eight national monuments in the state of Utah. Eight. And they go back a long time, a long, long time. Timpanogos Cave National Monument actually dates back to 1922. It was established by Warren G. Harding when he was president. Wow. So we have a real legacy with yeah. using national monuments to preserve amazing places here in the state of Utah. So I'm a little bit sorry it's become so political, but, you know, that's kind of out of our hands. So, yeah. uh, so we can go through the list, though. Timpanogos Cave National Monument, that's probably going to be kind of your closest shot, I think, mm-hmm. if you live along the Wasatch Front. It's just outside of Provo. Super easy to get to. And you can go and you can see one of North America's great, easily accessible caves. It really is cool. And Yeah, you've been there, right? Yeah, I have. Yeah, a couple of times. And it's awesome. And I remember they, they get you in there and you go in with a tour guide. It's not mm-hmm. self-guided. Is I don't believe it is. When I went, we you know there was a ranger that took us through. That that seems logical. Uh, yeah, because you know you never know how people are going to behave, and when you're in that kind of confined space, and and there's there are dangers, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Did you have to wear a hard hat? We didn't wear a hard hat, but we did get to one point where he brought us all in, and they have parts of the cave specially lit, so you can kind of highlight specific mm-hmm. features. I remember there's one area they called the heart, and it mm-hmm. looked like kind of an enormous heart. Hanging wow. in this huge room is very, very beautiful. That's crazy. And at one point, he got us all in there and turned out all the lights. Oh. And that was pretty cool because there is no darker place than inside of a mountain. Yeah, it I was can imagine. really, really awesome. That's and it's cool. and it's super close. It's a 1.5 mile paved trail to get to the entrance, and uh, it's awesome. And does that one cost money? 
Uh, it is. They are. It does cost money. There are you, and you do need to kind of reserve them ahead of time. Yeah. So it's not a lot of money, but it's really popular. Mm-hmm. So you can, you know, go to nps.gov, national parks, mm-hmm. and reserve some tickets there. And I think that's the only national monument that's that's kind of shaped in that way. Uh, yeah, the uh, that one's really, really unique. Mm-hmm. It's very small. It's pretty much just the cave in the area around it. But, you know, it's still worth preserving. Yeah. We also got uh, Dinosaur National Monument. That's out on the Utah-Colorado border. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, dates back even further, back to President Woodrow Wilson. Wow. Back in 1915. Yeah. So. And we met- <clears throat> Sorry, we mentioned that one in a past episode all about dinosaurs. Yeah, that was... Uh, a really, really cool place. Lots of fishing, lots of biking, lots of mm-hmm. of hiking and things like that around. Just, not just there, but in the area. And then preserved dinosaur fossils and dinosaur tracks that you yeah. can see. It's absolutely amazing. Cool. You cannot collect dinosaur fossils, by the way. No. That is still against the law in the state of Utah. All this research is fresh <laughs> on my mind from my son's book report that he did, you know. Uh, so, uh, and then you've got Cedar Breaks National Monument, which is near Cedar City. And Cedar Breaks is astonishing. This one goes back to the 30s as well, back to Franklin Roosevelt. And it is just, it's one of those areas where you just kind of stand back and look amazed. It's an experience like the Grand Canyon in the sense that you kind of get, the best thing to do is get to a point where you can see as much of it as possible because it is is shocking. It is this canyon area that's been eroded in these amazing spires. Wow. Imagine Goblin Valley Mm -hmm. if the goblins were hundreds of feet tall. Oh my gosh. Why is it so underrated? It's pretty out of the Is it? I've it's, never heard of it. It's down. It's outside of Cedar City. It's uh-huh. it's not. It's just not as popular. You know, it's not a national park. Yeah. And so it's just you know people don't get to it quite as much. Although it is mm. you know it is popular. It's a cool place. Uh, the newest one, of course, is Bears Ears. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was designated by President Obama just last year at the end of the year, and that is a great place to go and see Native American uh, artifacts and and archaeological sites again mm-hmm. don't touch yeah you know leave it all in place that's that's one of the problems that utahns have had over the generations yeah. is we kind of have sticky fingers when it comes to native american stuff uh and then uh, natural bridges national monument that's down in the four corners area and that was uh our first national monument and that was uh put in place by president theodore roosevelt in 1908 wow so it is and then you've got grand staircase escalante national monument which was president clinton uh, Hove and Weep, Warren G. Harding again back in the 20s, and Rainbow Bridge National Monument, which most people get to via Lake Powell. So people come in and boat on Lake Powell and then get out of the boats and then hike up to Rainbow mm-hmm. Bridge. And that dates back to 1910. You forgot the most spectacular one of all. <laughs> which one is that? <laughs> the Golden Spike. <laughs> oh, the Golden Spike. Oh. <laughs> Well, the Golden Spike is historically important. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what the Golden Spike is? It's the gateway to one of the most astonishing parts of the state, and yeah. that's the northwest corner. Mm-hmm. You get out there on the west side of Utah, of the Great Salt Lake, the nor- that northwest yeah. portion, holy cow. It's going to blow your mind. Okay. Just, I haven't been uh, – I've honestly – the only one I've been to is Escalante. Yeah, I've been to a couple of these, but kind of driving through Grand Staircase. I haven't spent a lot of time there. Uh, Bears Ears, I was down there, but before it was Bears Ears. So Mm -hmm. there are – that's a good list of places to go and see. 
Now, I would think that some of the older monuments are going to be safe. You know, President Trump has a has a commission that's looking at the national monuments, whether or not we should keep them. I suspect that some of the older, smaller ones are probably pretty safe. Yeah. They're really targeting a couple of the big ones, including Grand Staircase and Bears Ears. Mm -hmm. Uh, So now's a good time to go down there and get get down there and see them while they're national monuments. Mm -hmm. Uh, And uh, it's, it's a good time definitely to do that. So. And Golden Spike, man. I'm definitely going to try and make my way through all these. I think it's worth it. You know, and, and you look at when you see the list together, when you see it all together, because it's it's easy to kind of see the news stories about, for example, Bears Ears or mm-hmm. Grand Staircase, which are contemporary, very controversial. Yes. But when you look at those two in the context of the full list, you kind of get the larger perspective mm-hmm. of what the goals are yeah. here. Because I, I don't think that anyone now regrets the other national monuments. Of course not. That we did. Yeah. I think we're glad that there is not a condo development at Rainbow Bridge. Yeah. You know, we're glad that there's not an oil rig at, oh, you know, wherever else, at Cedar Breaks. So mm-hmm. it's, uh, you know, I don't want to get political, but no. I feel like it's it's worth kind of viewing. Yeah. And definitely, I mean, I feel like whenever I decide to go away for a weekend within Utah, go explore, I always end up in Moab, which I love Moab. Yeah, it's but great. Utah is such a vast state with so much, ge- you know, geographic differences. And looking at this list, it's like I've never been to so many different areas of the state that I have to get out and see while yeah. I live here. Yeah, it's cool. Moab's a great place to start. You know, a lot of people kind of get started in Moab, mm-hmm. you know, because it's a little bit high, higher profile. Yeah. And uh, so, it, it, you know, might attract you into the state and then you can kind of explore from there. Mm-hmm. Although you see plenty from Moab because you got the two national parks and mm-hmm. a lot, uh, you know, you got a lot of other things just down the further down the road, like Comb Ridge is just right down there, which is really cool which i think would be an awesome national monument the comb ridge area but all right uh we're going to grab a quick break if you need a real event to take you to one of these places the utah symphony is hosting a series of free concerts at some spectacularly beautiful places across the state they're happening this summer the tickets are free but you have to get them start they're available at the end of this month and they're going to go fast so we'll give you all the details when we come back Welcome back. National Monuments. They are a very, very cool feature here in the state of Utah. And and it's not just National Monuments. We've got a lot of really awesome state parks as well. We really have a lot of cool areas that we've set Mm -hmm. aside. And the Utah Symphony is doing their part to highlight some of these places. They've announced a tour which runs from October – or pardon me, August 29th through September 2nd. And they're going to include – Symphony stops at Zion National Park, Dinosaur National Monument, and in the town of Bluff, which is close to three national monuments, Hovenweep, Weep, Natural Bridges, and Bears Ears. And they're also doing chamber music performances in Cedar Breaks National Monument and Goblin Valley State Park. So they kind of hit national monuments, state parks, and then also one of the national parks, Zion National Park. Mm-hmm. So this is an extremely cool tour. It's just a couple of days. And I'm thinking about I'm thinking about going and doing it Grateful Dead style. Do the you know? whole the whole thing. Yeah, camp out. I mean, yeah, it's only it's what, five days? Yeah. Do it. They'll be able to by the last one they'll be like, Who's that guy that smells like campfire? Where is he? 
And that's uh, it ends Labor Day weekend. So then you have Sunday, mm-hmm. Sunday and Monday, to go yeah. do some and, other stuff. Yeah, hang out, do your thing. Uh-huh. It's extremely cool. Extremely cool. You should. Now here's the deal: the tickets are free, but you have to have tickets. Mm-hmm. So and they they go on sale, not sale, but they're available to reserve starting at the end of this month on May thirtieth, thirty first, ten a.m. At 10 a.m. So go to the Utah Symphony website, get ready, you know, figure it all out so you can get ready and make sure that you've got mm-hmm. tickets to all of those. And then go and do it. It's, I mean, this is an incredible part of the state. And it's it's a fun time of year, too. The end of August, beginning of September, it's high desert season. You know, yeah, it's, it's good hot. weather, but not not too hot. No, but it's, you know, you're going to be dry and sunny yeah. and it's classic. You're going to have a classic desert experience out mm-hmm. there. It's going to be great. That will be very cool. Really, really great. So highly, highly, highly recommended. I think I'm definitely going to be doing this. And I love that they're going to Goblin Valley because I have kind of a special place in my heart for Goblin Valley. You do. You mention it a lot. I do. It's a favorite <laughs> place of ours. And I'm glad when people go there. I also wish people would stop going there. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's one of those things. <laughs> I know it's not my own personal state park, but it's, you know, it's one of those things where you're glad when people appreciate it like you do. It's like when you feel like you discovered a band and then it gets popular and they're like, no, no, no. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's mine. <laughs> I just, you know, we saw a couple of years ago that those scout leaders that pushed over one of the big rock formations and, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, it's that kind of thing. Yeah. It's yeah, that for kind sure. of thing. It's like. You're glad people appreciate it, but also you don't want you don't want so many people going there. And I know it's not my decision. I get yeah. that. I don't want to sound elitist, but I also know that I can't be the only one that yeah. has a place out there in the wilderness mm-hmm. that uh, evokes that sentiment. So I'm sure you do. I'm sure you have a place that you particularly love, and you you're glad that other people like it, but you wish that only you went there. Yeah, yeah, I definitely have a few. Yeah. Uh, so looking at this list, I think I will probably go to Goblin Valley because mm-hmm. that one's on a Friday, Friday night or Friday goes into the evening because yeah. they, their set list, they have some music for the early part of the evening that kind of matches the the setting. Mm-hmm. It's going to be you know inspired by nature. And then into the evening, they have evening inspired music. They're going to play Claire de Lune and... Um, some other songs that it, it's going to be a really cool set list that they have. And I don't know if it's going to be the same one. This is just on the article that I'm reading. Yeah. So the weekend ones, uh, Friday, September 1st is Goblin Valley. And then Saturday, September 2nd is Dinosaur National Monument. So it's going to be a bit of a drive if you want to make both of those. Yeah. You're going to spend a lot of time driving. But that's okay. It's a scenic drive. Lots of little towns you can stop at. Yeah, and you know they only they don't do this very often. The last time yeah. they did a tour like this was 2014, and it mm-hmm. was all national parks. Yeah. So who knows when they're going to get back to some place like Goblin Valley? Right. You know. And um, I don't know if it's mentioned anywhere, but the one in Zion, do you have to? pay because it is a national park or for this event uh i haven't seen the ticket will be free but i suspect you'd be on the hook for whatever entrance fee the park Mm -hmm. if you present your ticket for the concert maybe they'll let you in for free yeah Mm -hmm. i i haven't seen that that uh i i'd be prepared to pay the entrance fee yeah uh just as a you know as a backup but who knows maybe they've got some kind of deal where if you've got a ticket for the symphony they'll let you right in that'd be awesome if they did that would be so okay 
All right. Well, good stuff. This makes me excited. Yeah, I mean, we got some time to for the concerts, but still, the national monuments are out there for you to go see and enjoy. So take advantage of that. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Now go enjoy your Utah.